Week seven is upon us, and fantasy football has reached its second half, and we're getting super lucky. No COVID issues so far, and I just jinxed it. Didn't you sure I? did. Oh my god! Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. And uh, I, I did just jinx the COVID stuff in the cold open. That was bad. Um, but to start the episode off, uh, I need to uh, offer up an apology. Um, it's come to my attention that I mentioned kickers in the episode last week. I mentioned Joey Sly had been on a hot run and, uh, yeah. the fantasy gods are punishing me because he was placed on the COVID list this morning. And I now understand the error of my ways and I will only use, I will keep this podcast a safe space away from analysis of fantasy football kickers moving forward. And in time, I hope that Scott and Tom and our listeners uh, can find it in their hearts to forgive me. You're forgiven. Yeah, it's I okay. actually thought you were messing oh, up. That was so much faster than I thought it was going to be. I thought okay. you were like, literally you messed up the, the intro. I believed that acting job. Oh, no, it, it did. <laughs> it did, Tom. No, I mean, you, like, when you were like, oh, I jinxed it, didn't I? I oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Like, screwed up. Like no, you no, no, no. Do. Well, <laughs> listen, listen. No, one take Don, he's been hot this year, Tom. I know. We've been I, okay. I say that. One take Don has not been an ironic nickname this year. We've been running okay. Yeah. And that's, I'll, I'll say that. We've been we're, running okay. Four years in, we're, yeah. we're getting a little smoother. With yeah. this. Uh All right, we move on to week seven. Unfortunately, the, uh, the, the debut for two attack of Iloa will be waiting in the wings uh, for next week. I mean, that's a smart way to go about it, right? Yeah. Give him two weeks to prepare. Yeah. Rest in peace, Fitzmagic. Thank you for five straight 20 spots to end, to end your run. <laughs> he had five straight 20 spots? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just he picked him up in a league, too, because I was like, why not? He's hot. He only had a bad week one, which is like so Fitz. He needs to go somewhere. He, I need more Fitz. And they played the Patriots week one, so I'm not even – Gonna be that. I'm not even that mad about it. I but. need. I need more fits. My my fix is not filled yet. I, I need at least eight games a season. Well, we only got f- five or six. You know, I'm I'm gonna see that this is gonna have obviously an interesting ripple effect. But you know who I'm interested about now that Tag Tua's in in the, in the helmet for the Dolphins. Oh, God, it's that bitch Carol. It's that bitch Miles Gaskin. <laughs> what did she, What did she do to Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think she might have whacked him. <laughs> There's a lot we don't know about Miles Gaskin. Do you, do you actually think that that will affect anything? I think he might be better with Tua. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I just needed to make the Miles Gaskin joke. <laughs> We're moving on. I think there could be a, a stronger reliance on yeah. him, though. We'll see. Well, Fitzpatrick like throws at all costs and down the field at all costs. And runs. He goes for 20 every single time, and he runs. So you might get some dump offs from Tua, who is gonna have to make some business decisions and probably not uncork from play number one to play number fifty of the game like Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. 
That's fair. He'll be missed. But that's week eight's problem. Right now, we're on week seven problems. And I think uh, I think we have the stinker of the year on the Thursday night game. Yeah, I really do. Giants-Eagles. Heard that one before from you, Don. <laughs> what, what is that supposed to mean? You called another game earlier this year the stinker of the year. Oh. So this is another candidate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what is going right with this game? The Eagles got Deshaun Jackson back? Oh, cool. What's going right with this game? Oh. I can feel it down in my plums. Oh, no. Boston Scott. You fell for it. Stepping into the workload. He dominated him last year, and he's going to again. Week 13, Boston Scott against these very Giants last year. 10 carries, 54 yards. Six catches, 69 yards, no tud. Week 16 last year, same Giants. 19 carries, 54 yards. Sounds not too good. How about three tuds for you, Don? How about four catches, 84 yards as well? Over 100 in both games. Touchdown in both games. The Eagles playmakers are absolutely decimated. There is nobody there. I don't care what you say about Deshaun Jackson. There's no way he gives you a meaningful snap share in this game. Oh, I agree with you. Boston Scott is going to be leaned on heavily, and therefore he is a must-start this week. Just like he was week one. Yeah, but I'm liking the the statistical backing here, Scott. I'm not going to be a doubter like Don, but I do think it's funny that he's four touchdowns for you in a two-week span. Okay. I mean, that's great, but that's last year. 4,600 on FanDuel. Uh, and if you ask Giants fan, it's the same old Giants, sure. But so much better since then in the six games. Yeah, you're right. Very true. <laughs> My bad. Um, Sterling. Sh- oh, the water is fine. Daniel Jones. Uh, no, I was looking at ownership and the Eagles defense somehow uh, didn't creep above. And they play the Giants. We get to steal one. Hey, all right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> 50% Yahoo, Good for 47 us. ESPN. Eagles get the Giants. How about this one for you? The Giants also play the Eagles, who all turn the ball over like crazy. Their line is beat up. They've allowed like three sacks at least the last like four weeks. Giants only 39% Yahoo, 40 ESPN. I think you can throw out either one because like Don said, this is going to be a mega stinker. Yeah. I, I mean, this is... This is a plan something else kind of Thursday night game. If you're not a Giants or an Eagles fan, um, I mean, if we have we have the podcast, so we're pretty much locked in to watch every game. But oh wow, man! How about, how about another stream? Oh, Richard Rogers, two percent owned on both Yahoo and ESPN, and he's your only healthy tight end, right? He's the only tight end they got, Donnie. Only show in town. How do you feel about that one, Tom? I feel kind of good about it, actually. Crap. I'd feel better about it if, like, Ertz was good when he was playing because it would be like, yeah, you know, you can use this guy if you're an Ertz owner, and it'll be like when we told you to use Jordan Reed if you're a Kittle owner. But, like, at this point, it's like, and Scott, didn't you cut Ertz at this point? Yes. I sent him packing. That's very brave. Yeah, you raised some eyebrows at that one, huh, Don? I, I couldn't believe he actually did it. Oh, he's That's been absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got him. that. Trust me. I'm done with him. And he's going to miss three or four weeks, and they haven't had their bye week yet. It's like, he's going gonna to win an award yeah. at the end of the season from us. And it's not going to I wonder which one. <laughs> Tom, are you eliminating Zach Ertz from fantasy MVP consideration <laughs> right yeah. here in week seven? He eliminated himself a it's long pretty time. Pretty early. <laughs> yeah, and I'm nominating Richard Rodgers. 
<laughs> Let's go. Desperation stream of the game starts here. <laughs> All right. Panthers Saints. This is going to, I think this one's going to, this has a shootout potential uh, in my book. Did anybody take it? No, we didn't. And no one took this one as a shootout. I could see the Saints co- defense coming off a bye and playing okay here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have one of the streamers out here. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. And I think you'll see as the episode kind of goes on, um, it's it's a tough week for streamers in general. Uh, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel at every position aside from the Eagles. But uh, Are the fantasy gods punishing us because of the Jimmy Graham leeway that we gave ourselves last week? It could be. And, I mean, they're really punishing us taking away Ryan Fitzpatrick from contention, <sighs> but that's a whole other thing. Um, I still think you could throw out the, the quarterback playing against the Saints until proven otherwise. They've allowed 20 points to opposing quarterback in every single week this season. So if you're really desperate, I think you could get away with starting Teddy Bridgewater here. I, I am starting Teddy Bridgewater in a league that I did what we recommended two weeks ago, starting Kirk against Seattle and then the next week against Minnesota. Had Teddy two gloves the week prior. So I've now played Teddy two gloves and Kirk Cousins the last four weeks. Uh, that team not doing great. So it's fun, yeah. But the quarterback <laughs> position we've been great. Yeah. You know, well, we've been you know the right streams. And this is a classic me, but to go backward, Carson Wentz ownership is not insanely high. I'm not saying that we can use him as a stream of the week, but in Yahoo, 63%. In ESPN, 58%. You would play Carson Wentz versus uh, the Giants if you were able to, if you're a lucid thinker here. Over the last four games, his lowest has been 17 and a half. And uh, he's been above 23 of the four once last week was 29 points. And that was Wentz where wild too. So if we got to get a drop for when Tom has to go back to the game that we just finished yeah, discussing. Yeah. Well, just one gonna, of us, go well, back. When, I was just I think thinking. I got it. I was just thinking <laughs> Backing about up. It. <laughs> Backing up. That's a good one. If he's going to nearly 30 burger against the Ravens, just imagine what he can do against the Giants. And right. to play off of what you were saying before, Don, uh, his next matchup is actually the Dallas Cowboys. So two in a row for Carson Wentz worth mm-hmm. shouting out here. If so unfor- and what really stinks, Tom, I pulled up the schedule because I was interested too. They have a bye and then they play the Giants. If they played the Giants before that bye, they went Giants, Cowboys, Giants. Wentz would be uh, – You could have uh, legitimately had back. like 75 points. Yeah. For three weeks of Carson Unfortunately, Wentz. we probably wouldn't advise holding him through a bye. I mean, I guess no. we'll see how he plays these next two weeks, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need like Alshon, Jalen Rieger, Miles Sanders, all to come back and catch Tuds, I think, before we are like, you need to hang on to Carson Wentz but through the I bye. I think he is a good stream for this week if he's out there, Tom. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, it's a good point that Tom brought up during Panther Saints because there's probably not a player in this game that you've been starting that you're not going to start because of this matchup. So, you know, it's it's a pretty quick one. Yeah, I mean, Christian I, McCaffrey not going. You're starting Mike Davis until yeah. he's back. Like, I have a payup. I like to hit the drop, so. Pay me what you want. All right, I'm in charge of them, so, you know, I like to make sure we, we get them while we mm-hmm. can. I, I picked Alvin Kamara, obviously. I, I mean, this is an obvious one, and I think it's sometimes pointing out the obvious one is worth it. And, uh you know, he'll probably be high on because he plays against Carolina, who has been a, you know, fantasy point factory for the running back position, especially against them, uh, even for them. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're good at either producing running back points or allowing them. It seems like in those games, 
it doesn't matter either way. Running back points come, and they will absolutely come. For Alvin Kamara, your RB1 going against the best matchup you could have. For With a bye back. already behind him, too. It's sometimes sometimes a simple math is, is uh, the right math, and I think it is here. Yeah. Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry, Tom and I were going over this, Scott. Uh, ten, within 10 yards of the total yardage leader, CEH, who hasn't had his bye. So wow. just, just a great year for the... I guess RB four five basically depending on how uh, how you drafted or what your league settings were. All right, speaking of stinkers involving New York teams, we've got another one: Bills at the Jets. Uh, I would imagine the Bills' ownership was way too high on the defensive side of the ball to make them a streamer. Yeah, all right, I'll see you guys there. But you know, due to the unexpected nature of their schedule over the last couple of weeks. Um, they could be out there. Who's uh, who's stinking this one up? This one's me. Um, the Jets, weirdly, in the past have played the Bills pretty tough. And the Bills' offense kind of is struggling. I mean, obviously, this is a get-right spot, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just concerned for this game. There's not really also – when I pick a stinker, I try to think of, like, are there – like, how many fantasy startable options there are. And really, you're starting, like, Josh Allen, Diggs, um, Crowder. Yeah, if you want to give me a plums, I'll give you Jamison Crowder. Oh, you're feeling Jamison Crowder this week? No doubt. I can feel it down in my plums. And this, you know, you don't even have to feel this one down in your plums. You can just open up the app and look at Jamison Crowder in week one. Week one versus the very same Buffalo Bills. 13 targets, 7 catches. 115 yards and a touchdown. That's oh, good boy. For about, yeah, that, that's good. And for that wasn't even his best game so far this year. Ha, huh, mama. Huh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got a streak right now. Um, and, and I think they said on the broadcast, you know, me, me watching the Jets game, you know, you got you to gotta represent. But of course, I think he sure. has a seven-catch streak that extends to week 16 and 17 of last season. I can actually check on that while I'm looking at him in the app because I literally wow. did open it up as I said that. But – if he does it one more time, he will break the franchise record. Actually, I guess it extends back That's to – That's not the NFL record? Week 17. What's that, like uh, six games in a row? You know what? I don't know if it's the franchise record. I don't know if it's the yeah. NFL record. All I know is he'll break a record if he does it. He probably wants to do it. And even if he doesn't want to do it, he hasn't left a game with less than seven receptions this year. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a choice. Adam Gase only knows how to throw it to one guy. And Jamison Crowder, be that man. I would play him fearlessly, um, and his prices, now that I jump back to the doc, 6300 on FanDuel, 5900 on DraftKings. Um, this is a top receiver right now, so I don't see why you wouldn't pay up, so to speak, with 5900 on DraftKings. The reason he's a plum pick is just because he uh, bifurcates our $6,000 limit. So I've uh, just got to make him a plum pick. Exactly. It's just a good way to get him in there still. All right. It's worth mentioning. Always worth mentioning. James Crowder. Well, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. We've got Bengals-Browns. This uh, was a previous Thursday night matchup that produced Baker Mayfield's best day and Joe Burrow's highest passing yardage day. Nick Chubb played in this one and ran the Bengals into the ground. Kareem Hunt helped a little bit. I can feel it down in my plums. And we've got some plums. Yeah, I'm going with my boy, Tyler Boyd. The Boyd man gets paid. I haven't picked him too much this year, but I want to highlight that he's still pretty darn good. Uh, last time he played them, he had seven catches, 82 yards, and a tud. Could have had, should have had another one, too. Cleveland has been covering the slot pretty poorly. Um, 
you know, before last week, obviously Juju struggled in that game, but the game script really got away from Juju, where you see his quarterback throw the ball 22 times against the Browns. And the last time uh, Tyler Boyd's quarterback, Joe Burrow, played against the Browns, he threw the ball a whopping 60 one time yes and i'm not saying that that's going to happen again but boyd has had at least 59 catches and at least 59 yards in his last four games against them and he scored a uh, he scored two touchdowns in that four games. at least how many catches five okay you said 59 five catches 59 yards so that that's double digit average in half ppr and about seven and a half average and a coin flip out of ton i'm yeah. feeling i'm feeling a touchdown this week i like and, that uh, i like that a like lot i said their their slot struggle struggles i think uh burrow takes advantage and boyd has himself a nice game i believe so too uh hopefully we get a, another repeat performance from the browns passing attack which was much more effective against the Bengals than they have been in the last couple of weeks boyd 6k on FanDuel, 5400 on DraftKings. i mean that's that's criminal he's their number one receiver it's good value for him yeah yeah Dallas and Washington, we get uh, – wow. I have, like, nothing to say about – I mean, Andy Dalton was horrific on Monday night. Unfortunately, we had already recorded uh, the pod. The water. Are we going back in the water? Listen, it's Always all about do. what you're – it's all about what you're going to bring me this week. Oh, I don't man. care about what you did last week. And Andy Dalton threw the ball 50 times last week. And if he throws the ball 50 times – against this Washington football team, I think he's got himself a good chance to have a better day. And I'll throw another one out there for you, Don. Kyle Allen plays against the Cowboys. He dropped a 17 spot last week against the Giants. He can give you something similar again. Quarterback is thin this week. I think you could trust either one of these guys. Hey, I'm terrified to do it, but it makes sense. in the Dynasty League with me. You saw me struggle. I was a Lamar Jackson, Ryan Fitzpatrick team. They're both mm, on by. Fitzpatrick gets immediately devalued. I traded him for Andy Dalton, as you guys probably saw, to the Dallas. And I claimed Kyle Allen off of waivers. Now, Scotty, maybe this will help us decide on the official stream. Maybe it'll be Teddy Two Gloves for us. But would you pick either of those guys over Teddy Two Gloves? And if you did, which one would it be? Um, I don't think... Then I would pick either one over Teddy Two Gloves because I think his floor should be pretty established. But if I had but. to choose one of those two, I think the higher upside is probably Kyle Allen, weirdly enough. I like the weapons that Dalton's working with better, but they were horrible. They were bad. They were so and, bad. And on the road this week. Washington has only allowed like – uh, I want to say like three touchdowns to wide yeah. receivers this year. So, they haven't allowed a hundred yard game, so these yeah. big wide receivers could have a tough game like they did against but the Cardinals. That as well. brings up one of our favorite discussions: Have they just yeah. not played a wide receiver core as good and as deep as Dallas's? Uh, that's a good point. But give me a scroll down if you can. Okay. 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 <laughs> Scroll down. Yeah, it's pretty interesting that he's coming in as a scroll down, but Antonio Gibson in this game, oh, I, I tend I tend to like a lot. His price wow. is just right, and uh, I'm starting him where I've got him, especially in full point PPR. And folks, I've got him everywhere. Um, this is going to be. <laughs> <He does> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> What's up? 
You really do have them everywhere. Just like you sure do. (laughs) Yeah, I have them everywhere. All right. So in his last few games, he's averaging double-digit rushes. And let me define this. Actually, let's define this as his last three games, even though he's been averaging double-digit rushes for the duration of the season. In his last three games, he's averaging double-digit rushes. But he's averaging, and this is the part that I really like, and maybe in the defense of Kyle Allen as well, He's averaging five targets a game, five 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 deal right there. Somebody called Domino's. Oh, yeah. So if you're playing full point PPR, he's reeling in at least four of those in those three outings. So there's four points for you right there. He scored in three of his games this year. So we're just going back to the full exposure here, which is better than coin flip odds, which is something that we like to we like to put to people. You know they're giving him uh, goal line work. JD McKissick was getting involved a lot last week, but I think due to the passing and due to Antonio Gibson's uh, receiver-like nature, that he's he's due for a big one here. And he's had some good games. He's been double digits even in half-point PPR three of the five times. So what can you say? Load him out. You drafted him. This is the game to do it. Agreed. 5,000 on DraftKings. He's going to give you a really solid floor. forgot and to say that. 5,000 on DraftKings. That's too low. That's a joke. Yeah. That's a great absolute joke. And, you know, so playing with the full PPR, he's going to give you a solid floor. And against this defense, it's just begging for him to hit a huge play. I feel like Mm -hmm. I I agree with you, Tom. I'm all in on him this week. And so, I mean, all of us are. We're starting him over uh, CEH, I think, in the uh, Ruts 2QB. Yeah, I mean, I'm still still wavering on that one. I I know why. I hesitate to bring that league up because the rules are so wonky. I wouldn't yeah. want to encourage that if that blows up in our face. That league is basically touchdown or bust by the way the scoring goes. And with the addition of Le'Veon Bell and the bad matchup on the ground for the Chiefs running the ball and Patrick Mahomes being able to score from the 75-yard line, I think Antonio Gibson gives us a better shot at a one-yard plunge or whatever, all things else equal. And he catches more passes in CEH too when it's half, which is a cheap so. way for you to get points. It's a, in that it's league. a weird league, like you said, Tom. In your, in your in your normal leagues, you're uh, you're loading the hell out of CEH this week, mm-hmm. and you're hoping that Le'Veon stays his ass on the sideline, which he probably could. Uh, we'll get to that game in a little bit. Yeah. They're a four twenty-five next one o'clock game, though. I mean, this this is going to be offensive heaven. Packers Texans. Well, at least we hope so. I mean, we know the Texans have been bringing the points. <laughs> Packers, not so much, but I don't care. I've made it my shootout of the week. I think this is a great bounce back defense for the Packers to play against. There's just not a pass rush on this Texans defense like there was with the Bucks. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have his way with this offense. If he doesn't, Aaron Jones most certainly will. Uh, on the other side of the ball, half point PPR, the number one defense allowing points to running backs is the Green Bay Packers. So we've got a lot going. Like, this is a great David Johnson spot. This is plenty of fantasy points abound, and I love this game. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, if you give me a plum pick, I'll give you the David Johnson spiel. Just did, Tommy. Let's hear it. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, David Johnson, can I interest you in this? It's hard to give you the blind case-by-case thing when we preview the game first, but could I interest you – in a running back that in full point PPR has not been below 10 points or has only been below 10 points once and has had double digit carries in every single game 
multiple receptions in every single game. Asterisk, he got one reception last week, sorry. But multiple <laughs> targets in every single game. And he's got three touchdowns on the year. That man is David Johnson. He's very cheap, which is the reason that I give you the uh, the spiel because the price is right. That's enough for a running back. It's not enough to be like, wow, this guy's an RB1. Because right now he's not. He's running back 20 slash 21, depending on your format. 6,300 FanDuel, 5,300 DraftKings for David 6, Johnson. 6,300, 5,300. And here's the kicker of all of it. The Green Bay Packers are the new official worst defense versus the running back. It's been changing every week, folks. But because of what Ronald Jones just did to them, he definitely tipped the scales. David More Johnson on him later. can yeah, so do that did. as well. Please let me Here's tell you. Question that. For you and, I'll, and I'll tie in my, my pay up to this question too. My payoff this week is Devontae Adams. Um, Houston has been getting killed by receivers and all different types of wide receivers, right? Like guys who are good from the slot. Juju had a nice game against them and Thielen had a monster game against them. And guys who work the outside like Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown most recently had big games against them. And Adams looked healthy last week. He got 10 targets. He gets another 10 targets this week. You know, I'm ready to rock with him. It's another one like Tom. It feels weird bringing him up and it's probably – not too necessary to bring up that Devontae Adams is worth a pay up in a good matchup. But, you know, it's, it's sometimes sometimes the obvious thing is worth mentioning. But the reason that I wanted to bring him up together with David Johnson here is because in one of my leagues, I have David Johnson, Julio, Metcalf, Connor, CEH. Would you play, games. Those five, would you play any? Would you play David Johnson over any one of them? Maybe CEH? Connor. Maybe Connor? Probably Connor. Connor's been good, man. Connor's a higher floor, but I think he's got a lower ceiling than David Johnson this week, and that's why I would go with uh, that's why I'd go with David Johnson over Connor. Everybody Scott, else, a similar struggle, and I've told you about it as well. I mean, the good thing is to be spoiled for options, spoiled for choice, and the right. only way to do that when people sometimes hear us list these off, they're like, "Okay, great, like cool." I'm not set up like that, but like, <laughs> don't draft quarterbacks and tight ends. And these are exactly who you'll pick. David Johnson was like, you know, fifth round pick. Right. Well, and it, this actually is a it was a this is a dynasty league I'm talking about. But the way that that team is is constructed, it almost seems reasonable that that could have happened. But um, it's a tough call. But I I'm leaning toward benching David Johnson right now. But after what you guys have said, it's uh, pretty hard to. I don't think you can. I really line. don't think you can bench him. <laughs> I I wouldn't. Oh, I also have a scroll down in this game, too. And a stream. Wow, you're right. End of stream. We'll get to the stream next. I am going with Brandon Cooks. Guys, there's not a lot of that I get to bring up Brandon Cooks anymore, unfortunately. I used to bring him up all the time. Now he's sitting out there 5,200 on DraftKings, 5,900 on FanDuel after seeing 21 targets over the last two weeks, turning those 21 targets into 17 catches. Uh, and in you know the first game, he had eight. The second game, he had nine. So he's giving you a good split there. 229 total yards. The first game, he gives you 161. Second one, 168. He's giving you a nice ceiling and a nice floor with that 68 yards, right? And he scored a touchdown in both of those games. So at that price, I think that you're not going to find anybody else 
that's given you that that level of production over the past couple weeks. He's not going to see Jair Alexander. That will most likely be Will Fuller for a lot of this game. Mm-hmm. So I like Brandon Cooks here, and I like him a lot. How could you not with that case made for it? That was a nice one, Scotty. And uh, who are we streaming? Is it Aikens or uh, Fells? Fells? Yeah, it's definitely Fells. Sorry. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Fells has been and Fels has been playing, and he's been good in his stead. He scored last week. Scott, I'm sure you're about to say all those things. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll check no. on Aiken to see if he's getting a practice in. Missed practice on Wednesday. So the Fells stream is live, folks. Mm-hmm. still hop on that. And you can hop on it easily. There's plenty of room on the boat heading down Darren Fells stream. 8% on Yahoo, 7% ESPN. I like it. He's been solid. He had, he had seven, six or seven catches last week, and a touchdown. He had a lot, yeah. Come on now. I played yep. him in FanDuel, pat myself on the back a little. Nice. boy. All righty, we move on to another game that's expected to bring the points. The Lions going down to Atlanta to play the Falcons. This should be a fun one. Process of elimination will indicate that this is Tom's shootout of the week. Tom, let's hear it. It's mine, and I did the uh, little fantasy tiebreaker because the odds makers actually had Seattle, Arizona as higher. Um, and, you know, I get that you've got your fantasy guys in there. This is a fantasy load them out. It's a load them out. But this one, you know, you might need a little bit more encouragement, and the odds makers weren't far behind. So when you think about how, you know, Arizona and Seattle, you'd load everybody out, the odds makers and the people who, you know, crunch the numbers on the back end, they see this game in a very similar light. I want to reiterate that you can play Matthew Stafford. I want to reiterate that you can probably trot out Marvin Jones with some degree of confidence. I wouldn't do that just because, but I would do that if I was in um, in buy troubles or anything like that. And on the Atlanta side of the ball, of course, it's Atlanta. Come on, Marvin. <laughs> now or never, Marvin. Come back to life for us, buddy. We have loved you for too long. And believed in you for even longer for you not to show up in the Atlanta blow-up spot. <laughs> 5700 on Fando, 4400 on DraftKings. He has given you nothing all year. We don't care. This is the ultimate plum this pick. Is the time. This is the pick. It's Marvin Jones against Atlanta rising from the dead. Right around this time last year, Marvin Jones was underperforming, and what did he do? He dropped four times. Oh. Am I saying that he's going to do that again? Yes. <laughs> Book it. I hope you're right. I'm desperate. If you can get a bet. I'm desperate in a league. And, I'm, <laughs> and I picked him up like two weeks ago. And I was like, wow, okay, good. Thielen's by. I'm going to slot in Marvin Jones to replace him. <laughs> if you can get a bookie Please, or Marvin. a sports book to pay you out every time Marvin Jones scores, take it. <laughs> He's crossing that painted line more than once for sure, probably four times. We're all in on Marvin. Most of all, me. He's gonna Let's ride. Hundred <laughs> percent. And in the last moment, I'll just say here that you know, for a tight end, these stats are decent. Uh, Hawkinson hasn't left a game with more than or with less than four targets. He's better than coin flip odds. Three for five and leaving with a touchdown. Um, I think versus Atlanta, you fearlessly play T.J. Hawkinson. He's coming in at tight end twelve right now on the season. Of course. Yeah, you can, you know, another French tight end too, Hayden Hurst, you could probably sneak into lineups this week too. Trust that game script. That's that shootout treatment, you know, load them out. Yep, absolutely. Yep. 
Who's next, Donnie? Who is next? Well, let me tell you. It's Steelers Titans, the game that should have been played three weeks ago in week four. This game screwed everything. But here we are. This is the one. This is the first domino to fall. <laughs> first domino but now we're taking fall. that domino and putting it right at, right there, reinforcing it so it stops the other ones from falling. Uh-oh. Who we got? You know who. You're going to like it. I- oh. You hardly know her. 4% on first. <laughs> I hardly know her. 4% Yahoo, 5% ESPN. If there's no Jono, this man saw nine targets last week, turned him into eight catches, 113 yards. It's absurd. And, and the tud. tud. That just shows I mean, you, that should go in Jono's stat column. It should. It should count for Jono. I agree. He would have <laughs> done the same. Number, it's not better. Yeah. When I crunch the numbers oh. at the end of the season to defend Jono, I'm adding it in. So, <laughs> do you have a notepad of like? Because we do this all the time. Like, oh, like we like I, the first one I can remember was Tyreek Hill because it was like week sixteen, and we were like, he very clearly caught a touchdown. It was ruled incomplete. <laughs> we reviewed it, oh, yeah. still called it incomplete. Against the so Jets. we added a, t- a touchdown. T- we yeah. got we got to keep track of that going forward. Well, you can add but, a rushing touchdown to uh, Rogers last week. I thought he yeah. was in for sure, but well, yeah, that's okay. Anyway. Um, we go, uh, well, I guess the Steelers Titans game, there's not anybody who you'd normally start that you wouldn't. Um, I know Juju has been brutal. Don's playing David Johnson over James Conner. Yep. I mean, I kind of, I'm I'm benching David and watching him go for two duds on my, I get to have my fun though. I got my scroll down in this game. Oh yeah. He's back. The bitch. Back to the well with another bucket to get me a heaping bucket full of Deontay Johnson. 5,800 on FanDuel, 4,200 on DraftKings. Full participant in practice on Wednesday. He will be all the way back, fully rested, and ready to lead the Steelers in targets yet again. Chase Claypool has proven he's for real. He's going to start giving that defensive attention. We know that Juju's going to get some as well. Deontay Johnson's going to live in the slot where Tennessee has been beaten up by the likes of Stephon Diggs two weeks ago, uh, by Brandon Cooks last week. I mean, this is a great spot for him. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't actually believe that I thought he was going to play well, and I absolutely do, although I do get to continue the gimmick. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you gave some good supporting Anything reasons to keep there, that so dream alive for you, Donnie. I mean, I uh, I'm streaming Big Ben in the league this week. It's on the road, so it makes me a little nervous historically for him. But overall, he's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. Seahawks Cardinals, we mentioned this. It's the highest over-under of the day. That usually means bring the points. Uh, I I got a weird shut it down for you. Uh Uh-oh. Shut it down! I'm concerned. And I don't want to, you know, disparage the man. I I, I love me some Tyler Lockett. I think it will surprise people that I'm insane to shut him down. And I get, you know, a lot of rosters, you probably can't shut Tyler Lockett down. But I wouldn't be expecting too big of a game. In the 10 games he's played against the Cardinals in his career, he has one touchdown. He's never caught more than five passes, and he has only caught five passes once. He's never had more than 66 yards, 
And last year, he put up 11 targets, five catches, 63 yards, and no touchdowns over two games combined against the Cardinals. I did some number diving here to try and find the shutdown. I was having some trouble, so I went I went deep in the numbers here. But I'm sticking with it. I'm saying bench him, and I know full well that he could 40 bomb. He's due. <laughs> the biggest fallacy yeah, in sports he's analysis. He's just due to have a big one against the Cardinals. Against him, he's got one touchdown. I mean, he's never had more than five catches. That's literally the only argument I can I can build against this. By the way, that's a great call, great research. Yeah, I mean, like the torch is I don't even feel good about that. it. Like I think that he easily could still have a good game. Yeah. But like Sorry to DK, that. right? Or no, Antonio Brown. Yeah. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Antonio Brown. Hey, he might mm. sign. Hey, I've got Greg Olson down there in the show. Oh. We thought you disconnected, so uh, <laughs> I'm sure you should you saw that look I shot Scott. I was like, oh no. No, my computer is failing. There's no doubt about it. I may have to uh leave the station on man <laughs> to go get a uh, just because it's one of them weeks, right? Yeah, but I wanted to bring up Greg Olson because last year all his only two touchdowns were against the Cardinals. Granted, they were the softest target of all time, but if you're the kind of person who chases that sort of uh, historical performances, then uh, Greg Olson scored versus the Cardinals. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Chris Carson does. This Cardinals defense can force a lot of fumbles on a good running back, as they proved last week with Zeke. Carson had fumble issues last year. So he didn't call. I was, I'm happy you brought up the running back because I, I wanted to make sure we mentioned him. Uh, he played Monday night, so they didn't account for Drake's absolute him on 69 yard touchdown yeah. and 168 yard rushing game. Uh, he's only 4,800 on DraftKings, which is insanely cheap. I agree with you that Carson's going to be very good this week, but I think, you know, you, that's that's a freebie. He's cheaper yeah, than no Antonio Gibson. He's cheaper than a lot of guys, and he got, you know, 28 carries in that game. Pretty good. Yeah. Kyle Murray completed nine passes in that game. That was how good Kenyon Drake was for, yeah, for the still, Cardinals last he week. He still got two of them to my boy Christian Kirk to cash that plum pick. Yeah, what do we think about him? I mean, you could do a lot You're worse in this Kirk. spot. Yeah, he's, he's been hot. playing well. Yeah. You know, obviously last week. Um, Maybe some money, too. He only gets three targets, right? But um, I think that he didn't you know, need more than three after the second one went for 75 yards and a touchdown. And the game was like essentially over at that point. You know, yeah, that was it. Didn't see it was 28 nothing after that. Yeah. In his game. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of why you don't see him get more targets. In a game where they're going to be playing from behind, I think you could see Kirk get those six or seven targets that he got mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. And he had a 70-yard game. This one, he gets two touchdowns. Maybe he gets you both in this one. Yeah. And, you, and you're feeling pretty good about him once again because he's looked strong. He is yeah. fast. He's awesome. He's looked awesome uh, last few weeks. Chiefs Broncos. Um, Broncos defense might be in for it here. Uh, you know, there's there's not a chief that you can sit and we'd have a problem with at this I point. One. I don't think just one. Oh, are you going to do it to my guy? Shut it down. Oh, I'm shutting down Le'Veon Bell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have Perfect. no idea, right? Like, like I just want to make sure. I just want people to pump the brakes. Um, like I said earlier, uh, Andy Reid was quoted saying today he doesn't even know if Le'Veon will be active this week. 
even if he is, he's going to play against the Broncos. So he can't really be expected to do too much on the limited carries that he will most likely see, even if he plays. Mm-hmm. It's fine to be excited about him, especially for the end of the season. I think it's possible that you know he could come on like a freight train at the end of the season for them and, and just change the way they look on offense, which is wild to think, but possible with with yeah, you know, for his sure. skill set, being able to play running back and receiver and CEH being able to play running back and receiver. It, it could get very interesting for them. But I think it's time to temper expectations right now, especially in the first week, maybe even the first couple weeks. I don't think I'd be starting him, especially this week. He's got to be on your bench. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, beyond that, we still haven't heard anything about Melvin Gordon's suspension, so you're going to have to keep track of that. Not sure if Vic Fangio is going to continue to say that he's sick, even though there's really just benching for the the DUI he got last week. I think that he's he's good to go. They said that he had strep throat last week. Sure. It seems you know, like you know, it's like you said. It seems like it's seemed all seemed kind of a little fishy, but I don't know. It kind of seems like that stuff's behind him, and that he is going to play this week. We shall see. Moving on now, Chags, 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 Chags and Chargers, <laughs> Jags, Chargers. Uh, it's the next four o'clock game. Uh, this one in LA. I got to scroll down. You do. Yeah. All right. Down, 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 down. I'm not looking at the doc. I'm guessing one of the Chargers running backs. That is correct, Don. I'm going to go with Justin Jackson here, um, strictly because he saw a bigger snap share. Uh, I, 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 I'm happy that I was that you reminded me to bring up Drake, who was 4,800 on DraftKings because Justin Jackson 6,100 on Fanduel, so a little above what we normally Whoa. go with. He's got the respect. 4,900 on DraftKings. If you're looking for a sub. 6,000 guy on FanDuel. I, w- I like Latavius Murray at 5,300 playing the Panthers. But I'll get back to Justin Jackson here. Backing up. Who saw a pretty good, like I said, he saw, I believe, a 60% snap share last week. Uh, the Jags just got absolutely demolished by AP and DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Overall, they're a pretty bad defense. Uh, you've seen all types of running backs, not just AP, DeAndre Swift. You saw Naeem Hines, excuse me, have a huge game. Joe Mixon have an absolutely huge game against the Jags. And I think Jackson, if he's going to see 60% of the snaps, could be the next in line. I mean, congrats to those of you who did the speculative ad of Justin Jackson the week that everybody jumped on Josh Kelly. He leads the Chargers backfield and snaps and touches and yards on the Monday night game before their bye. And now we get reports that Austin Eckler's return is further away than it is closer at this moment, according to head coach Anthony Lynn, right. seems like he's going to be out a long, long time. Well, Terrell Taylor was going to be the starter for the entire year for them, too. So. Yeah, true. So who really Tough knows? Tough to know. <laughs> Tough to know. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Are we still getting away with Gardner? Um, Gardner is, like, uh, in range where he could always – I think, I'm, like, we can't put him on here just because he can always – you can stream him every week. Mm. He's always going to be available, and the matchup's never going to be bad enough for him. Uh. But I'm going with the Chargers defense, 47% on Yahoo, only 25 on ESPN. Uh, they've played well at home this year. They're coming off a bye. And uh, I think it's maybe because they're so used to already not playing without fans that when teams come to their stadium and don't see fans, it's not really a disadvantage for them. You know, like mm-hmm. with other teams, they're used to seeing the stadium packed. Yeah. Well, the Chargers, they're they're used to the empty stands that they've that they're having. If anything, they're missing their opponents' fans at their home stadium. Exactly. They're like, wow, there's no one cheering against us this year. So maybe it's an advantage for them. The Jags uh offense has been struggling. This is the final uh streaming consideration here. So I don't know if you want to make a decision. 
Uh, we got the Eagles. We got the Giants. We got the Chargers. Uh, to me, I think it's pretty easily the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they're the Giants quarterback is a walking turnover. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And the Eagles defense has has spattered together some decent enough weeks where mm-hmm. they've gotten a ton of sacks or they've gotten some turnovers. They've gotten a defensive touchdown here and there, I believe. So, you know, they're not the the worst that you can do. And we've, we've actually gone through every one. So, yeah. so we could kind of make the decisions now. Um, I, what do you think at quarterback with Kyle Allen, Teddy, two gloves, and two Dalton, gloves, right? Come it's on. Be, I'm not you can't possibly trust. You can't make guys. me pick one of the other two. Like I, and I also did mention that I'm starting Teddy two gloves in a league this week. Uh, I agree. And uh, should we ride Richard Rogers? Should we go? Oh, it's so bold. It's so ballsy. So ballsy. And Ferkser's on a condition. Yeah. God, the we, tight end streams this week are brutal. Yeah. Can we use the condition? Let's say, let's use that. I'm going to say Ferkser. Um, yeah. If John is not there. And then, then we, we go Fels. And then if not, then, then Fels. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, God, that's ugly, man. Brutal. Absolutely. Brutal. Hopefully you you added Jimmy Graham or Austin Hooper or one yeah. of these other guys that we had talked about um, earlier in the year and, yeah. and you got them to start this week because it's not great. Even us people who love the stream, it's it's ugly this yeah. week. Moving on now, the last Sunday afternoon game. So this is the last game of your regular FanDuel DraftKings slates. It's 49ers Patriots. We have a shutdown in this game from uh, Tom and myself. Tag team wrestling special, uh, Julian Edelman. We we can't put him into our lineups until we see something that maybe even sixty percent resembles what he did against Seattle uh, in week two. Because I mean, since then he's been brutal. And you're thinking stinking. Yeah, Tom's thinking this is stinking too. And hmm. uh, I agree with you. I don't like Edelman. Edelman six thousand on Fanduel, which is way too much for how he's been performing. 5,000 on DraftKings, which is, you know, okay for maybe bottom of the barrel yeah. type option. But uh, I would not be excited for him. I'm not really excited for many people in this game as the 49ers defense kind of turned it back on last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, they looked very good against uh, the Rams. Very interesting. I think you got to keep rolling Cam out, though. The rushing floor is too good for him. Yeah, when they get on the goal line, he, he gets He's, them, He know. gets a carry. Like, it's, you know, but their running back usage is so terrible that, you know. Yeah. That's why they're they're weirdly like in stinker contention from a fantasy perspective every week. The Patriots mm-hmm. because who do you have to start? Cam Newton in their defense. That's maybe you scrap James White out there. I am where I have to. Yeah, like where I have you know where I just so happen yeah, to have you know, you know you're, not, you're not starting anybody there. Yeah, you're not really starting any backs for the 49ers. Maybe you right. start McKinnon this week. Um, maybe Debo and and Kittle. Yeah. So there's really not a lot of fantasy prospects in that game at all. So you take anybody who you're going to start in this game, you bench them for anybody who you have that can start in the Raiders-Bucks game. This is in the Death Star in Vegas. And it's shootout time, Scotty. I'm loading the hell out of this one. I, I really like this game. Uh, the Bucks defense has been playing well, but... The Raiders' offense has been playing very well. Especially at home. And they're coming off a bye, so I think that they will be prepared. I love your pay-up. Let me get the drop down. Pay me what you want Yeah, I'm, go- I'm, go- I'm all in on Ronald Jones after what I saw against the Packers. He took over the game. He's got three straight 100-yard games. First Bucks running back to do that since Doug Martin, an old, old friend uh, in 2015. Ronald Jones has been looking really good. He's been playing even better. 
over the I think it's over the last three weeks or two weeks, Thick Boy Ronald Jones has been RB three. Yeah, and I mean he's been, and not only that, the the Raiders have been horrible against running backs. Pretty much everyone they've played has put up the points. Very bad against. So this is yep. This is an absolute home run spot. I'm actually where I have him. I have a, you know, in a league where it's a super flex dynasty league. So there's a lot of, you know, bench spots and stuff. I'm actually going to start Ronald Jones over Odell Beckham this week. Mm -hmm. And it feels kind of crazy. But when you look at the production, especially in the short term, especially when once Baker has gotten hurt as well, um, it's pretty obvious that that Ronald Jones is not only a must play in that situation, but. I can't really understand a situation where you're not going to play Ronald Jones this week. Mm-hmm. Even if uh, Leonard Fournette comes back and plays in some capacity. I mean, I think Ronald Jones has done enough to win that job. And if feed the man. If they put another running back in, it's going to be somebody who they bring in in obvious passing situations because Jones is not that great out of the backfield. But, but they even target him. He's too. been the battering ram to finish these games that we thought Fournette might be for the Jack for the Jacks, for the Bucks. So yeah, I don't really see it happening for Fournette. Even if if he is active, we'll see what, what it goes on with that. I mean, the Fournette experience with or uh, experiment with Tampa Bay just really hasn't worked out. Yeah, I mean Ronald Jones has flat out been better than him. Right. You know? We move on. Final game, Monday night, Bears Rams. Battle of a couple of one, uh, t- sorry, not two one loss teams anymore. The Rams lost, uh, so they're four and two, I believe. Um, this could, this could stink this game, yeah, just because kind of gets stinker vibes. You know, it? like these two teams played on Sunday night last year, I think, and the Bears like shut bad, the Rams right? down completely, it and it was it super weird. The year before, um, but I agree, I still have that weird feeling, yeah, about this game. The Bears bring the stink as mm-hmm. well, so you know, it's another one of those games like who. Who are you going to start from the Bears side besides Allen Robinson? Maybe Jimmy Graham. Allen Robinson is in the okay. top five in nearly every fantasy relevant category for wide receivers right now. Jimmy Graham's getting peppered too, oh, so yeah. he, so you can you can start him. I mean, the uh, the Rams have been pretty good against receivers and against running backs. Their defense has been pretty good in general, so I wouldn't be too excited for Montgomery there. Uh, and then you look across the other side. I mean. The Rams receivers really struggled last week. Bob Woods drops a 60-yard touchdown, although he did get you that bailout touchdown. Thielen, or I'm sorry, Cup was terrible too, not Thielen. Cup was terrible too. Uh, and I don't know if you can trust these guys against a Bears defense that really is not allowing passing touchdowns at all. No, not at all. And I mean, that's pretty much... I'm starting Will Fuller, in, who's in an equally tough matchup over Cooper Cup. Yeah, but I mean, there's no way you can bench Will Fuller Fuller's at this been point. Hot, yeah. He's been over 100 in all of his games except the bagel. He scored in four of five outside of the bagel game. I mean, he's been unreal this yeah, year. He's been good. outside of the bagel game. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start Goff here. Um, no, I, I, I like. I personally like Daryl Henderson. PFF. I don't know if it's still this week, but last as of last week, PFF's number one rated running back, Daryl Henderson, who has played very well. This yeah, week. there you go. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We apologize. Tom had some uh, issues with his uh, with his file, so hopefully he's uh, doing okay. Just some technical issues. He will be back next week, as will we. In the meantime, check out our Instagram at RutzFF for our 30 Burger Thursday post, which will go live today. You'll also see our Man Catch Monday. And then on Tuesday, it's the Week 8 preview. Hopefully we had no COVID issues. If, you, if we do, you'll find them on our Twitter at RutzFF. For Tom and Scott, I'm Don. Keep scoring, everybody.